This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My guests today are childhood friends and lifelong New York Mets fans. Please welcome to the show, Chris and Billy. You're getting bucket buckets. Thoughts? We're both staring at our phones right now. <laughs> we are currently 14 minutes away from FanDuel locking in. What happened to your theme? Was that the theme? That was the whole theme. I, I trimmed it down to a, a lean two seconds. <laughs> Is it okay that I said Chris and Billy, not Chris Smith and Billy Scafiri? Maybe I should have said full names. Yeah, that would have helped for branding. Chris Smith I'm and Billy Scafiri. You're getting bucket buckets. I'd like you to find four more times throughout this podcast <laughs> for a good <laughs> chance to hit that again. What's your one saying? sting? You, you get in bucket buckets? Yeah, it's John Wall describing Bradley Beal, which he could be doing again now that John Wall's out. Bradley Beal is indeed getting bucket buckets. What are bucket buckets? Bucket buckets are like buckets are like when you score, and bucket buckets are like when you really score. Mm. So he was at that point in time was getting bucket buckets. Right. Yeah, so bucket being the adjective, buckets being the noun. Right. Uh, start every episode with a warm-up activity, an idea to get us into basketball, but I've had so many Knicks fans on that I ran out of, like, Knicks-related warm-ups. Sure. So I thought, why not throw in the New York Mets? You guys are bigger Mets fans than Knicks fans, I assume. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about baseball, but maybe you guys would like this. Great. Start firing some positive synapses. I looked up. I have a table right here. Okay. Top 20 batting averages for New York Mets players. These all are time. These are all-time <coughs> all bat- batting average for the Mets only. Number 20 is Lenny Dykstra, and huh. then it's up from there. Okay. Just start throwing out names, and I'll see how many of the top 20 you Assuming can get. Piazza, right? P- Piazza, yeah. Piazza's sure. fourth, okay. 296. Now, Smitty, this is a weird one. <laughs> Did Dave Magadan win a batting title? Oh, I don't know. Shit. You, you can get them wrong. You could just start throwing it just names. It feels at like me. a weird one to throw. Mookie out. Wilson. Mookie Wilson is not here. Not in the top twenty, at least. Uh, He's twenty-three. Okay. Uh, Keith Hernandez. Keith yeah, Hernandez, right. number two, yeah. at right. two ninety-seven. Probably right. Mur- Daniel Murphy. How many at bats? Daniel Murphy is correct. Number seven at two eighty-eight. Smart. Uh, he had four hundred and twenty-two hits. The captain, David Wright, probably up in number five. <laughs> That's right. David Wright is number three at two ninety-six. John Olerud. I mean, no. just like an average monster. Sure, yeah. John Olerud, number one yeah. at 315. He was a monster. So you got Olerud, Hernandez, Wright, Biazza, top four. Wait, who did you say? Somebody no, said I that I so. said wasn't on there, but is number five, I believe. Dave Magadan? That's correct, number five. Yeah, he, he had a monster. <laughs> he, he, I think he won a batting title. Okay. Um, should we say it, Cardo Alfonso? Is that too sure. bold? Go That's correct, it. number six. Oh. Now you got number six, Daniel Sorry. Murphy, number seven. You got the top seven. You guys are doing great. Okay. I don't know who any of these people are. All right, we're going to leave Cliff Floyd out of this conversation, Ooh, correct? I, I mean, don't want to, but we, we will. Yeah, we don't want to, but we will. You're right to. You're right to. Okay. Uh, Howard Johnson, was he hitting like that? Gary Carter? Oh, sure, the kid. Gary Carter. Gary Carter is... No. Nah. I don't see him on here. No. Those 86 Mets, though, I mean, like, was Strawberry hitting like that? He was not? Yeah, right. He's just Strawberry's a Strawberry's 43. Okay. Uh, how you feeling? Should we ask him for... I feel like we got to get more modern. Um... The Mets have averaged two like for the last what six years. What about Cespedes? Cespedes is 11. Wow. Great job. Yeah, but I bet you there's a lot of guys right now that play. Uh, there's what, one what, guy, is, what is the average? Guy, of, can you tell us the, his average? 280-ish. Cespedes is 282. Then I would say Azdrubal Cabrera. Whoa. Uh, Cold. He, his, that's correct, 17. His, holy yeah. shit, nice one. That's the most impressive pull so far. Well, he's... You're missing, I know. You're missing just, another shortstop that even I recognize. 
Dude had 1,500 hits, more than anyone else on this list. Well, it's not going to be Ordonez. 1,500 hits shortstop. Shortstop. Oh, um, Ray, uh, Jose Reyes. That's right. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's just sitting out there. <laughs> yeah, right in front of our faces. Last game, yeah, just retired. Uh, you guys only have a few left. I can rattle them off. Rattle them off. S. Henderson. Okay. A. Pagan. Oh, Pagan. Angel Pagan. Come on. Yeah, Pagan. That. Really? I would love... To get Pagan to play, like old Pagan to play on the modern Mets. <laughs> he was like, a cool. That guy was good. He was cool. Yeah. Wally Backman. Oh, oh sure. Sure, that's an 86 Met. R. Hunt. Hmm. <laughs> Jose Vizcaino, you said? Huh. C. Jones, Carlos Beltran. Beltran oh, Beltran. Course, that's obvious. And Jeff Kent. Jeff Unless there's Kent. another J. Kent. No, that's Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right. That's Jeff. See, he played on every stuff. team for three years. All right. Let's reward the people that actually stuck around through 90 seconds of you guys <laughs> naming New York Mets players. That was just for you two. John Olerud question mark. Is that viral say. content? Um, <laughs> the basketball is sort of status quo right now. I don't want it to get too much into news and notes. Harden's playing great. Some okay. players are on the trading block. I wanted to talk more holistically this episode about fantasy. Yeah. And let's start just fantasy-wide, earliest fantasy memories in any sport. Mm. Fantasy doesn't have to be fantasy basketball, unless that is your earliest fantasy memory. How did you guys get introduced into the world of fantasy sports? Good question. My first league was with hometown friends from Rockville Center, New York. Everyone went to college. I think it was like, and we graduated college, right around graduating college. And it was the type of thing where it's, let's keep in touch by playing this dumb game. Oh, it's pretty late. Yeah. And uh, that kind of just, that's been the league that I've been in forever. That's football. And that was fun enough, but also like, just like restrictive enough where I was like, I want to be a commissioner of my own league and figure out how I would change the rules and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was my first way in maybe like 12, 14 years ago. I remember in high school, I wasn't involved in it, but some of the kids I would hang out with down in the library before classes would start would actually do it sort of by, by newspaper, by stats, and by hand. Like by wow, hand. old box scores. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that was in Shamanad. Some of the kids used to do that. I, I, I wasn't involved in it, but I, that's <laughs> you how You talk I, about it like it's first... drugs. <laughs> I was not involved in that. <laughs> Those are the library boys. <laughs> I feel like I your love that shit. your love of math and your love of sports would have you being that kid in the library mm. doing that, pouring over those numbers and turning it into I a was, fun game. I remember my buddy suggested in seventh grade we did fantasy football, just four of us, age 13. He was like looking, remember the stats channel of like an AOL page? Sure. AOL had like chat rooms and internet was a channel and stats was one of them. And those like were stats sports Inc. stats? Yeah, they had live box scores. Wow. Yeah, in like 1996. Who the hell would meet those stats? I don't know. Right. Maybe the newspapers just pulled from that like public data. Right. So we did that for football in seventh grade. And then in ninth grade, I did fantasy basketball, which was just points, assists, rebounds. Right. Just three stats aggregated. Straightforward. Made it simple. I remember I had Reggie Miller and Wesley Person on my team. Those okay. are like two people that I remember drafting. Um, and then I left fantasy entirely until fantasy football when College Humor st- was starting up, like around 2006. But I never got into fantasy basketball. Did you guys do fantasy basketball? Yeah. Early on? Oh, no, not early on. No, it was football was the gateway drug. No doubt. First um, eight years or so, football. Football mm-hmm. might be the, the GOAT um, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the single day. It's like it's just isolated gameplay, so you can kind of just like pour over it once and not feel like when you start t- dipping into be- baseball and basketball. Those are like with baseball, it's six games a week most nights or most weeks. You it's know, too ba- much, and basketball is four. So it's just like it requires so much more attention that football really is great at just focusing on. 
Yeah. But, me. but we stumbled into basketball maybe like eight years or 10 years in, after football, whereas I think our friends, even like Trevor, like forced my hand and he's like, you got to start a league. You got to start. We all are basketball fans. We got nothing to do with the numbers. And it was just like, all right, big guy. Yeah. I'll start a league. <laughs> and we've been doing that for like six years. Your now. friend's an accountant in the 1950s. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. He's got a green visor and a cigar. Right. Sell, <laughs> sell, sell. You got to start a league, boys. John Havlicek, number one pick. Uh, Smitty? earliest fantasy basketball memory is this your league too yeah i think it was billy's league and uh then i think either the same year or the year after my brother wanted to start a league my brother steve got some of his um wall street guys those are all numbers guys and they came and, and cleaned our clock it yeah was, i was gonna ask did they yeah oh yeah there there are some there are some guys in that league that my brother plays with that actually that are they're professional traders and, and you know, <laughs> right. like value assessors. Like right. they, they, they know better than we do about how, what, what equates to what value. So, um, so it was a, it was a good, so there was a good duality there. I had my buddies in one league and then my brother and some of his friends in another league. So, so you were like just trying to survive against these quote unquote fantasy experts. Well, then you learn one of my, one of the first fantasy lessons I learned was <laughs> I would pick the best guy in the league, the guy who's the best, right. and whatever he thought was valuable, I would think is valuable. So, <laughs> you know, you just like... Oh, you just attach yourself onto the smartest GM. Yeah, it's called leeching, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll do that. Yes, exactly. But, you know, it's not it's not stupid. I mean, Ptolemy is a guy in our fantasy uh, fantasy football league, and the guy is... He's got a um, dynasty. I mean, he's, he's won three out of the last five years or something like yeah. that. So this draft, I was just like totally unprepared, didn't know what to do. We we come draft day, anybody who he bid up because we do auction, I just bid, Two him, more bid bucks. him up. It's Two like, more no, bucks. You want him, I want him. And that was it. <laughs> You'll either ruin his day or get his pick. So either way, it's kind of a win. If he was really smart, he'd start throwing out dummy auction bids for you to like. That would require it. him to have to like figure out Smitty's play, which yeah. is like already throwing that guy then off his course. So again, a win-win. <laughs> and there's no way he's going to listen to this podcast. So I'm, I'm pretty free and clear. Uh, but now you guys are kind of just by sheer experience, fantasy experts, because you guys have been doing it for so long. You've been experienced the fantasy experts. Uh, we veterans. Started... I think veterans is probably a better word than experts. Uh, I'll take is, experts. Experts yeah, is good ex- for me. I think, no. expert, I think expert is correct. One, because fantasy is inherently luck-based. So like, we understand that, like, you know, you're just giving... It's like poker. You put yourself in the best position to win, but That's somebody right. can always yeah. suck out on there you. you. Go. Right. Um, but that being said, I think we all put ourselves in the best positions to win. I don't know about in every league, but mm-hmm. we have the experience, the 10,000 hours, quote-unquote, that, you know, a lot of new players don't necessarily have. Right. True or false? Yes, no? Yes and no. I mean, like, I think, like... Like the the poker comparison, I just think that this in this you have a little bit more control over your choices. You're not dealt a hand. So you think this is less skill or more skill? Yeah, uh, I think it's more skill based. It rewards more skill than poker does. I think so. I think there's less. Cha- I think while there is inherent risk and chance in all of this, I think that this one gives you more control over how you want to lay everything out. And then there's a certain aspect of it that's just how much time do you want to put in valid totally yeah the person who wants to like actually use the more of his time is starting to like separate himself from the pack because it's like all right now i'm not only watching all the games but i'm doing the most research right also like uh i'm there at 4 p.m when the 
hurt like the game time decisions. Right. Being made. They understand those little nuances. Exactly. But like I would say that in poker, you're more likely to have someone have beginner's luck just being dealt four aces and just being like, okay, great, I win, versus somebody stumbling into like the objectively best roster a few times in a row. Yeah. That's that's my well, in, in, in basketball or football, you can always just grab somebody's top 200 and be like, next best player, next best player, next right. best player. And that team will probably do all right. That's true. That's true. I guess when we, I'm thinking more about FanDuel. Yeah. I think I'm more thinking more specifically about tonight's matchups and the little nuances of these matchups. This roster will disappear tomorrow, but... So before we get into daily fantasy, which is where I want to end up and spend the majority of this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I dislike about fantasy basketball, the the classic nine category st- standard fantasy basketball. Mm. Uh, I could never get into it. Uh, I tried a couple times and it just felt a little arbitrary. It felt I- incredibly like, um, uh, like, God, what do I want to say? Like the idea that your team can play more games than mine that week right. felt inherently unfair. Right. Like they should have capped that game amount like imagine playing fantasy football where like oh i have 14 players going today and you have seven right that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be cool for fantasy football why do they let that slide in fantasy basketball it's true there are ways to there are ways to cap the week we in in my brother's league they they you cap 30 starts a week Mm. that's interesting so it to your point it's it's true if you if you have a really bad schedule i mean that really affects your league that's valid is that it it if you have a bad schedule you can get your clock cleaned yeah player can play four times or two times that week exactly um i guess that just means and then you know in the middle of the season if you feel like you're going to make a playoff push, and this is what I did when I was really intense about it a couple of years ago, you go and look up the schedules for the last two yes, or three yes. weeks. Like and that's when the time And you start trading ahead yeah. for like, <laughs> Saric is going to have five weeks, five, five games. games. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, he's not that great, but five games will add up yeah. to. Five games of Saric is better than two games from Embiid. Right. And so like, everyone's like, what, do you, what is this trade even about? Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's the guy who spent the most time figuring out the schedule. And I mean, that if you're competing in something, yeah, like, you want to reward You should time. reward... Anyone who puts in the time should get rewarded. And, and it's weird how the, the spending your time looking months ahead at schedules for basketball players also sort of corresponds with um, feeling more distance from loved ones. And <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Forgetting Which birthdays. <laughs> I don't need to know birthdays. I know Kelly Oubre's assist to turnover ratio. <laughs> it's like it's that real estate, that mental real estate. <laughs> I can only know so many it things. It replaces. That, that you're replacing it something else. More meaningful things. Now, whether that's important to you or not <laughs> yeah, is up to you. We but... all ascribe meaning differently. <laughs> um, and the idea that like points are worth just as much as free throw percentage always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like there are certain categories in basketball that should be worth more. Right. But there's only so many scorers in the league. And so you have to start getting creative with like, all right, well, what are some other like things that people are doing that should matter? Yeah. You but know? If, if I'm, if I'm playing a guy who like out steals and blocks me, but I get more points, assists and rebounds than him, I feel like that should be worth more than three versus two Okay, to me. Mm. Do you guys like... ever feel that way where the categories shouldn't be weighted equally? There's so many different ways of approaching these fantasy games, you know, where it's like there can be like in our basketball league that the three of us are in, it's like you can win a week seven to two. You know, mm-hmm. you can like you can still win a couple of categories. Then there's other ones where it's like you end the week and you get a one and oh. And so 
I don't know. It really comes down to how the commissioner just structured it. Yeah. Um, and just like how. Do you find a, the best structure is one thing versus another? Smitty, are you in multiple fantasy basketball leagues? Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm <in laughs> so, so casual. Yeah, I'm in four, but. No, um, I, I am. I'm, I'm trying to think about your question because you make a good point. It's like those percentages. It's arbitrary is the word I was looking for. Earlier. Yeah, it's pretty. it can be pretty arbitrary, but. Um, you know, look, they, you set out rules at the beginning of the at the beginning of the year. Everyone has the same rules, mm -hmm. and so you build your team around those rules, right? So if you fail, you've only to blame, you have only yourself to blame. But I guess you're right. I mean, and then once you start getting into that, you start to think about like what really is a what really makes a valuable basketball player, right. um, and that I mean. You, you know, the thing about fantasy in general is that it really, it's not really in the true spirit of the game. You should really, there's only one category that matters. It's winning. It's like a team that you <laughs> like winning. Right. You know what I mean? So once you dispel with that, you know, I, I guess I just don't take issue with sort of mitigating like all of the other sort of details of yeah. different stats and who's better than who, you know? At the I mean? end of the day, it is fantasy basketball. Right. So like you can't take it too seriously. Right, right. And but like those nine categories or 11 categories that exist in our fantasy basketball league, I just like chose those ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was triple like- triple double is on there. You're right. Well, that one, that was just to that one, that one felt like there was 10 <laughs> categories that were like everyone was going to achieve. And that that felt like one just like bonus one. It's Whereas like having like if a... you unlock that, like there's a very good chance if there was going to be a tie that week, you would get the tie break with yeah. you. Yeah, it's like having a kicker in fantasy football. Or like, have you ever beaten a guy? But like, then Jeff Carney hit like seven field goals that sure. day, so you lost. You're like, well, that sucked. What the fuck is that? This guy. yeah, but but so the the, the Raiders lost to Jeff Carney kicking seven field goals <laughs> too. Right. So like, what the hell's the difference? Yeah, I don't know. It feels like the team should be more. Uh, there's a there's an argument to be made to get rid of place kicking at all in football. Right. I would. I, I wonder. I don't know if I've ever. Well, I have done a couple of different sports with you. Now I've done football and basketball with you. Yeah. But what I've learned through FanDuel, and again, I'm not trying to fast forward to why we're here. Yeah. But uh, what I've learned is that you also like really thrive on just immediate satisfaction. Yes. The draft. The draft is the best part. Right. I don't draft know. Draft is definitely the best part of the fantasy football year or fantasy year. Fantasy anything year, which yeah. is what made me so excited to try FanDuel and what's like kept me as interested in FanDuel as I am. Right. I'm not trying to turn this into a FanDuel ad, so we're talking about daily fantasy in general oh, right shoot. now. Oh, Got it. Use whatever you want. We use FanDuel just because right. a friend recommended it to me. Right. And um, just to explain it very broadly, because I wasn't entirely sure what it was when I signed up for it, it's like you hear a daily fantasy game where you're drafting, quote-unquote, a new team every day, but the draft is just a salary cap. So you're given 60,000 fake bucks, and you have to construct a roster of nine players, two of every position, and one center. Uh, and you, you're trying to use your 60 grand up, and they sort of boil all the stats down into one output. So points are worth one point. Rebound right. is worth 1.2 points. An assist is worth 1.5 point. A blocker, a steal is worth three points. So then at the end of the day, like you have a James Harden guy, and he's worth... He gets you 70 points. And you have a Serge Ibaka. He gets you around 40 points. But it's all just total points. I'd love to get a 40 from Ibaka. Oh, that'd be great. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the name of the game is to try to find value in the lower... Because um, they assign the value to the players. It's like a player that you w wouldn't necessarily have heard of before. Like somebody I picked up today was a backup power forward for the Hawks. Omari Spellman. Everyone the did. The, mi <laughs> the minimum value for or the minimum dollar value they assign is $3,500 right did it, you go with Spellman as well yeah 
<laughs> I wonder how many people, because it's past four o'clock, so we can speak open. Yeah, about yeah. This. So the the basic strategy is: Do you spend the bulk of your money on like one or two superstars who right. are usually worth in the thirteen thousand range, mm-hmm. or do you like try to split it uh, in a more democratic, egalitarian fashion? That's get right. like nine players worth roughly seven to eight thousand, and you kind of uh, consider each one of their matchups. You know, with with the value associated with it. That's right. And there's not one correct strategy. Every day presents itself a different strategy. So I ask you guys, what is your guiding principle on FanDuel as it stands today? It's tough, man. I really don't know. I don't have... I haven't developed it yet. I'll say that I... <laughs> it's still early for us. We're like in week two Right. Yeah. It seems very hard to win without one massive star. Or a, one... one a, a, a person who... So I'd say that like... On average, a good game from a player, a not superstar, just like your you know run of the mill second third option on an NBA offense is a like Paul George. No, I'd say even below him, oh, like okay. one click below him, Kuzma might earn you like twenty to thirty two points. Okay, you know, like just consider that like a, a B a B on your test, solid right. twenty to thirty two. Right. Yeah. And then I feel like you can't just have eight of those players. I feel like you do need to have some one sort of breakthrough player who might get you that 50 or 60 point game. Like, yeah. like two times the value of a, a B-level player. In my, in my wins thus far, I've never done it with a, I've never won with a completely like, everyone is a B player, no one is an A or an A+. <laughs> yeah, you, you know want to get I mean? as close as possible to 30, or sorry, 300. Yeah. Which right. divided by eight is like 35-ish to 40 on average. It's impossible right. to tell, but that's something like that. Yeah. There's no way yeah. of doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a... <laughs> I don't have an abacus on me. Um, Which is weird, because you so frequently do. Yeah, it's, it should be under the chair. No, it's not there right now. Uh, I started off by just, you know, kind of haphazardly, like, oh, I like this guy, I like this guy, I like this guy. All right, that's a team. Right. Like, FanDuel figure out the values for me. Right. And then I started realizing, okay, there's little ways of, like, if that's considered roughly random, because I'm, you know, knowledgeable in NBA, what is my advantage from there? Right. And then you start realizing, okay, late game scratches. Right. Two hours mm-hmm. before the game, Kyrie Irving is considered uh, out for the game. Right. But Terry Rozier is locked into his $3,900 value. Right, right. So uh, that's a no-brainer. No-brainer. You, you move someone in whose I value believe, is locked. Did you take Rozier to it yesterday? I did, yeah. I couldn't <laughs> believe that he wasn't 100% owned. At that price point, like we've seen his past. He was 50% owned, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, we're in a six-ish person league. Right. So when well, we say 50%, we mean three of the six people. Right. Um, though I will say Jalen Brown, another player that I picked up, right. I was the only one that had that was the smart pickup of that it. injury I because Marcus is smart, smart pun intended, smart. <laughs> smart pickup, right. uh, smart also down. So I picked up Jalen Brown. I had you pegged as definitely having Brown, uh, Brown, no Brown. I, no I had Brown, but you know what? I got excited <laughs> about and I, I wanted, had Hard, I wanted Harden and I picked up the, the guy on uh, Russell who should be D'Angelo a point Russell. guard. D'Angelo. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's who steady. Had a, who had a great game. He does that a lot. He had a really good game because I, he's playing at home. He's playing against a good team. I just liked the, no the matchup. Exactly. And so I was like, you know what? I think he'll have a big game. And so I needed that shooting guard slot. Yeah. I, and I went with t- Rozier as opposed to, <laughs> at the end of it, I probably should have gone You paid with, up. You just paid up for Russell instead of 4000 for Brown. I went. Russell for seven something, but I also wanted Harden. Harden. So, <laughs> so you spent twenty k on your shooting guards. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, in hind- hindsight, being twenty twenty, but Brown Still. was in my early lineup. Right, I really liked him. So those numbers, the the dollar values that FanDuel assigns, are like probably submitted the day before. 
the so night like, out. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. see the values like slowly go up over time. Like Royce O'Neal's a good example. He was a player that like was at 3,500 when Billy got him right. a couple days ago. Right. You put him in there because somebody in front of him was hurt, right? Yeah. They didn't have any point guards and they just didn't have bodies. <laughs> right. I just knew this guy has to get 35 minutes. Yes. He's like the fourth option. And he did great at $3,500, which yeah. is the minimum FanDuel offers for. Right. By the... Two games later, he was already up to forty nine. Oh, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh God, no one the touched this sound. dude!" Like, of course, that's like <laughs> such like what is that called? Like chasing or something? Where it's just like you want like it, it's already existed and now you're going to pay big yes, for it. It's like it's the, no, it's it's the overcompensation. It's when a stock already went up, right? It's like our crypto investments, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no doubt. Ooh, Bitcoin's at twenty thousand. I guess all these idiots. This are is still the time buying. for me to join. <laughs> yeah. So the goal is to find these people whose values are low now right. and ride them to the top before Fanduel. The public realizes, and the, it. even I would say the second level challenge to that is there will be enough blogs and things out there that are like, hey, by the way, today this dude is going like a pretty valuable play, play right. him, and then you need to figure out, all right, I assume that four sixths of the league is going to read this article or get that news, right. Omari Spellman tonight, yeah, and so it's like, how do I then pivot? from what I assume Zigging. is already the most popular cheap choice. That's right. And try and pay like $300 maybe more for a slightly less popular, but maybe might give me the same numbers as that. You know what I yeah. mean? Because you don't want to, as much as it's like nice to be in the lead and realize you have the same players as everyone else. Like when you're starting off and everyone has the same players, it's like, they're just like, it's just like dead weight. Yeah, it's not fun when you have Harden and then everyone else has Harden. Of course. then all the points are meaningless. It cancels each other out. It just essentially keeps <laughs> you in the game. Right. You know what I mean? Because if Harden drops 80 like he did yesterday, then it's like now you're behind the eight ball by 80. I haven't been playing FanDuel for a while, but I can only assume Harden is reaching maximum FanDuel. Like he is a guaranteed 80 Does fan, he seem cheap to you? FanDuel points. At 13,000? 13,600? Was he 13,600 yeah, yesterday or something? I think 13,000 13, something. At like, what point would he's you have got not it. taken him? Like, how, what would they have to value? 15K. 15K, I think he no? should be at 15K <laughs> because I think that's the only price point that would dissuade me from... Like, there's, it's crazy what he's doing. He, like, everyone agrees no one else shoot. Like, the team agrees it's for, it's in our best interest for him to take 40 shots a game. It is pretty crazy. It's, and, Kobe. And like it's from Kobe mode completely. And from, like, a close your eyes and just, like, be delivered a receipt of what happened in that game, you look at the numbers and you're like... What the hell is going on in this game? And like, that's all they've got. That's right. What's crazy is that remember when he was the third option on Oklahoma City? <laughs> yeah, they had three MVPs. Yeah, they, they had, had all three MVPs. They had and they didn't Westbrook win a championship, right? Well, they're also like twenty-one years old, so like yeah, they were in the finals at twenty-one. If they just stayed together, but Simmons was all over that, wasn't he? Like, wasn't he like you? You, you just broke up the three, yes. arguably the the, <laughs> the three greatest basketball players in the league in the next five years. Yeah, like because like Oklahoma City wouldn't spend like another like ten million dollars to make it work. That. I think he wanted like 88 million over four and like we're, we're gonna give you 84 trade like, all right so trade me oh all right we wow. really want kevin martin so this works out for everyone <laughs> uh smitty do you have any strategies when forming I, a team no i think you guys hit the two the, the only two things that there are which is one was uh yeah, well, it's your gut, and then also it's it's bucking a trend. Like, you, if you can guess a trend, right. you're like, all right, so everyone knows about this guy. So, you know, you kind of weigh you weigh your option there, and you either say, forget it, and, and try and go with somebody else who has a good value. You know, it's kind of like finding trying to find a gem. You know one thing I see you do that no one really else does in our league? is you stack players on the same team. Mm. Yeah, you're willing to go four. I do you that went, tonight. You did that four to the a reason game. I do that, that, I mean, three games in a row, you've well, done this, that. Well, is this is what I, what I it's, it's only an emotional hedge. I haven't won with it yet, I know, so yeah. it's not a really proven strategy, but <laughs> it's an emotional hedge, not really. It's just like 
One of these guys is going to go off. For me, it's Durant and Curry tonight. So I have Durant and Curry tonight. You did this and, two nights ago. Yeah, too. I did this again. It's also fun to have Durant and Curry. You exactly. Just, you just feel invincible. Yeah, that's another, that's another it's like thing. like I'm within 150 I, 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 when I, this huge. game starts. Well, I pick games that I want to watch, too. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll look at the lines. So I'll look at the lines of the game. And if it's a blowout, this is... Oh, right. That's another strategy. You don't want to start the players in a blowout because they don't play the fourth you want quarter. To st- you don't want to start a starter in a blowout. Yeah. So if, if a game's within like five points, like all of the stars are playing it's through not the fourth a, quarter. It's not a guarantee because Boston and, and, well, whatever, Boston got blown out by Brooklyn the other night yeah. or close to it, whatever, and they st- sat some starters in the fourth quarter. So it's not a guarantee, but... Golden you, State at Denver tonight is a two-point to line. T- to me, I would love to see that go to OT or beyond, <laughs> of right? Course. <laughs> of course. So I, Durant so, or Curry can go off. You got them both. I keyed, I keyed that. Uh, that but game. those are two big names. Are those are your two? Cost biggest? me a lot of money, but it wasn't hard money, and it wasn't even Jokic money. Right, it was ten k a piece. That's another so. thing. It's like the league sets up thirteen thousand, twelve thousand dollar players, but then there's like if you're willing to get past the psychological, they're on the top, so they're definitely the best, and you're like, but Blake Griffin's like. Nine, I eight, love or ten. The cat's Durant out of the bag is on all, him. Now Durant is 11, always 000. ten. Yeah, exactly. But like these guys that hover around, like there's like some bad versions of it. Like I don't feel Lillard's like the equivalent of these guys. But like Aldridge. Ben Simmons Aldridge. is up there. Bingo, Aldridge. Aldridge. You know what I mean? Where DeRozan's like, ninety six hundred dollars. Right. It's not Come a sexy. On. It's, it's like, not a sexy a name. It's take not a, a sexy breath. name, but the guy is a st- absolute stud. <laughs> I know. He's like 28 and 6. <laughs> right. He's just as good as Westbrook, but like for what one like Westbrook less. is cool. But there's so it's also like he's the, worth 12,000. DeRose is worth 9,500. I also right. think there's something to acknowledge about uh, a player's ceiling in that like DeRozan and no, maybe you're right. he can't he's get never going you, for 50. He can't get you 70 fantasy points. No, he just no, like he's can't. Not. He's not. But you buy but Westbrook and you buy Antonio, uh, you buy uh, Anthony Davis because you're like, you can potentially score 100. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns, like, I've seen you score 95. Like, <laughs> you know, so that's that, that's that extra $1,500 you put on them instead of Blake Griffin. The well, $1,500 right. you, you, you pay for your Harden, the fifteen or 2000 more you pay for Harden or Westbrook or uh, the Greek Freak, oh, yeah, Jokic. Right. That money is... Is I expect fifty. It's not. Yes, I'm it, paying for it's fifty. It's not. I hope you get fifty. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm paying I'm for. I'm paying for. This the is 50. what he. This is what he asked me yesterday. He's like, "Do you think uh, Harding gets me 70? I misunderstood his question, but like, I was like, "You paid for sixty-seven points. Yeah. Like, if you're expecting five x, so if he costs thirteen thousand dollars and you're paid, fi- you're expecting him to produce five x that. Yeah. Then that's sixty-five points. Right. And like anything underneath that. Is a like that's the line, and anything underneath that is disappointment. Like if I try and ro- construct my rosters, I usually take their price point, and then I say, "All right, what's five x of that?" And then I do all the math, and I'm like, "That shakes out to about two eighty five, give or take." One of these guys pops, and then it's three oh five. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. so, you want to get five x on all your sixty thousand to get three hundred. That's exactly the three hundred. That's the magic number. There you go. We have yet to have someone score three hundred and lose in our little league. Yes, oh. Wendelkin got two ninety nine five and came in second. <laughs> there we go. All right. My my rule is proven then. <laughs> when I hit three thirteen, did I? No, I thought it was tight. Wasn't somebody right behind me? Or were they? Still I think the that was the two ninety nine and a half. Oh game. shit! Sorry, Wendelkin. Okay. <laughs> got it. I didn't remember that. Um, what another... did you score yesterday? I couldn't watch. That was my biggest one. I had like three thirty. Wow. Yeah. Monster. But I had Davis and Harden. Of course, so Brown. do I. So I start. Jaylen Brown. I start with yeah. I start with my value guys who are like the guys that are going up like um, 
worth more than they were locked into. So I like I bumped in like boom, Rogier, Brown, Tatum. Right. I'm like, oh, these are three pretty good guys, and, and they're all in like K to three spend. Or yes. And I'm like, play. if I just bump a few more down low, I can get Harden and AD. And then you went even further with your center. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna punt my center. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it feels like everyone starts yeah, spending at center at your seven. Center. Yeah. I've, I, and then you start to like, you start to like find an affinity towards these little guys. No I'm like, now Biombo's my guy. He's gonna get me three blocks and two steals, and like, that's enough from Biombo. That's Let right. alone the rebound. But, and and the, the bad part is like, uh, Gallinari was my guy for a couple games. And yeah. It was like I loved Gallinari at 71, <laughs> and like we had a good time together. And like we had another game together, like 72, and I was like, we're chilling, we're chilling. And then you like wake up with that, and you're like. Oh, Gallinari's 79 now. Like, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's I think the we game need to usually... see others power forwards. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need You're to... too rich for my blood, Gallinari. I was like, wow, leveled up. You're sitting at the cool kids table now. That's it's right. like, and I can't date him anymore. And the sad part is pay- taking, like, one of these big guys, if they have a, if they don't have a great game, you're fucked. It's over. Yeah. Like, the day, like, Davis gets, like, only 22 and 9, you're like, oh, right. I can't win this game. Right. Because right. you're yeah. not getting good value. I right. mean, that's kind of the bet you make. But right. the reason I love the FanDuel experience more than the fantasy basketball, I don't know if you guys are the same way or if you get love them both equally but in different ways, is the fact that you do get to learn and love new players seemingly every day and at the very least like every week because like the – who's your guy that like um, – oh, Royce O'Neal. Sure. You did. You wouldn't have drafted him in fantasy basketball. The nine category version. No, I wouldn't have even found him on the waiver wire. Exactly. I wouldn't have even known to. But exactly. The, the value thing really does like add a fun dimension. It's like me and Smitty do a fantasy football league where you auction draft. Yeah. And that is you're given call it I don't know two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. But you have that much to spend on all of these players, and that is like. Once you've played enough fantasy, it's like you can't, Snake isn't as fun. Fact. Yes. It's just like, and so the whole auction and value, evaluation thing is really fun, and FanDuel provides that every night. That's where it's right. Like, it's oh. a new little dopamine rush every night. Right. Because if you miss out on someone, you can get them tomorrow. Yep. Or, and you can, you can evaluate people based on not the season. Like, I think Lonzo will have his highs and lows. Right. But tonight I have him against the Bulls because right. I think he's going to do great against the Bulls. We Revenge have, I, game, that, home game, rest game. I'm curious what our roster is. Should we go through the roster? Let's go through the rosters. You know what I will say, too, just in terms of strategy? When all else fails, I root for guys in games I want to watch. Right. Yeah. So, like... Right. Not only entertaining games, but entertaining teams to watch, right? right? Like, I love tuning into Philly every once in a while. I love tuning into OKC and watching Russ go to, go to town. And I love watching Golden State. Golden State basketball, like, just a moment of silence for, like, how good that... that like, Golden State basketball moves. is just like watching dance or Such something. a good like, example of that is Clay Thompson dropping like 43, four dribbles. And you're like, <laughs> how, how do you do that? But the ball moves so seamlessly. I'll yeah. just catch and shoot over and over. Smitty, can I take a stab? Before we recorded, you said, I'm kind of like, I yeah. went on this one player. Yeah. Is it Kevin Huerter? No, no. I, I got him. You I got, got him? I got Huerter. I thought everyone was going to be all Werther. over him. I went Huerter. He dropped 29 two nights ago, right? <laughs> That's right. A redheaded rookie. Yeah, I know, because no Jeremy Atlanta, Lin. Right? Kevin Werter, and I also went um, Schroeder, who's playing against his old Schroeder team I liked, in Atlanta. I him, yeah. Schroeder I liked tonight, because <laughs> he was. it's a revenge game, which is another like thing that can yeah, that's right. you definitely bump someone's value up. You 100% have Westbrook. Do not, I didn't go Westbrook. Oh, wow, that's a good... That's a good I, I've been big on the Paul George over Westbrook, and then hoping that Paul George outperforms Westbrook, like because he's worth... 2,500 less. Here's my problem with that. And when I was watching your game that one night, yeah, Westbrook is like <laughs> such a beautiful basketball player to watch. Like yeah. he really is like a better basketball player, dare I say, than Russell Westbrook. But Wait, Paul George. Paul mean. George. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, but he 
he gives you like 26 and four rebounds and like an assist. He's very when it's passive. All, when he's all said and done, it's like fantasy is also about just like messy stats. And you know what I mean? Who Westbrook, steals? Like, yeah, he's a vulture who's like, they they play to give him more rebounds because yeah. he's trying to get a triple-double. And if you're not watching the game, like most of us are just like also just watching like like play-by-play come in in like text form sometimes. Yeah. Um, like you just see Russell Westbrook and James Harden's name like, every other line yeah. whether it's good or bad like these dudes hands are just all over the ball and the best is it's changing the way I watch the game so like one day I have Russell Westbrook and I'm like he's awesome he's a beast look at it. get every board Russell yeah go for that block 24 right. times 24 points this is great right. then the next game I have Paul George I'm like Westbrook, pass the fucking ball. Ball, George. <laughs> you ball Like if I was George, I'd be pissed right Consider now. Consider me. He has thirty six points. Consider Westbrook me. is two of eighteen, just chucking three after three. So just, I'm have... staring at my guy in the grand scheme of the game. Which I love Twerter. I'm curious who else <laughs> went after him because he had that big game. I was just, I thought people were going to be all over him. That's why I tried to buck that trend. Right. I'm, I don't I'm think I don't too. think we're there at the point where it's like everybody has this guy. But it's getting there because there. like. Yeah. You That's and I, I have had a lot of similar rosters, which really indicates to me like we're reading the same articles. Yes, like, we're reading I'm, the same articles. Not, like, but then even the same articles suggest five players. So the odds of us getting the exact same one, it's kind of like the Rogier or Brown. Not well, everybody had both. Wait, right. are you guys ESPN insiders? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not. <laughs> Sign, okay. up Sign, up Sign, up Sign up to find Four, out. Sign up to find out. Four ninety nine. All right. Who you got? I see. Uh, Billy's got T.J. Warren. I've got the T.J. Like Warren of Atlanta. Miles. Oh, sorry, Indiana. Miles Turner. You guys oh, got Miles Turner. no, that okay. was a good pickup. He's starting. He's starting. Yeah, he's back. Late, late. Because Sabonis day. has been eating all of his. Sabonis wins. was in there. I popped him out. You were gonna, you were gonna stack Sabonis. Did you and do Turner. that in real time? No, I was gonna during do, the podcast. That was, uh, no, it was about an hour ago. Oh. I got some new players that I'm excited to follow. I never had Laurie Markkinen on my team. Mm, I'm excited yeah. to watch Laurie Markkinen. He's mm. playing against the Lakers. I feel like he's always just standing in the corner. Yeah, I'll I t- hate those players. And I, ha- I, I, st- I started a couple of those like stand in the corner dudes. Like Jalen Brown to me is also a stand in the corner dude. Where it's like, hey, the shots up, like run to the basket, like get. <laughs> in the middle of that yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they they have him post on the on the corner, right? Right, they just, just for sit that. in the corner, dudes. Yeah. Stretch the court. You know, <laughs> if the ball makes it to me, great. But like, when I watch fantasy, I just want like dogs. I want dudes who are like getting rebounds and like, I just want that name popped who el- up. Who else got Ubre? Ubre had a great game last game. I picked up Ubre for yeah, the night. Yeah, I think it's me and you because okay. it says thir- 33% oh, of. Okay, great. He's got nothing so far. Has the game started? I think he's the game started. He is he, he an off the bench guy? I think so. He's definitely an off the bench guy. I'll say this: I think that Booker coming back also eats into some of his minutes. That's true. That's yeah. a that was another one. Yeah, I wasn't about to put Booker in my lineup though. Yeah, no, Booker's another like of the Bookers of the world where it's like just scores. Like they'll just drop fifty one night. The one I kind of like for his price point almost every night, and I've never started him is Zach Levine. Yes, he was yeah, up I there for me. Levine. There's something about players like it's he's like a Harden, but not obviously. Harden but light. like, there look around. Who the hell are you giving the ball to? Bobby Portis. He was like four years ago on the Lakers. They had Jordan Clarkson and right. no one else, and he averaged like 24 points a game. Right. <laughs> he's the Zach Levine. You know what I mean? It's just like just score, just yeah. score for us. So that's a good situation for me, where it's like. How uh, do you think Van Fanduel values or scores their players? Do you think it's a a market where it's like we're gonna throw out a number and then people will. If they're a hundred percent owned, they raise the value. Or you think it's like this one dude who's like, Werder is fifty five hundred. 
Well, do they change the value? In, they do. Yeah, every in the, night. In the day? No, no. They no, establish the it the day. night before. Got it, got it, got it. So they, do you think if Werter was 100% owned, it would mathematically, like an algorithm would bump up his value until he's like roughly like owned in like 25% of leagues? I think they, 5X, I think they 5X recent games. They t- almost find like a median or a mean, <laughs> and then they 5X that. And then it's like, and then based off of like guys like Royce O'Neal, who started, he was, you know, he was scoring like what, 24, 25 a game. They priced him up to 4,900 because, you know, that's 5X. Um, Do you guys like the strategy of stacking your guys in later games? Where it's like, oh, don't look at me. I only have 30 points, but I have like eight guys playing. <laughs> you do. Amir was texting me in this one game of your one where he like had like everyone else had like 18 quarters left and he had 29 and he was just like coming up from the yeah, rear. Yeah, it's yeah. Just a horse that horse, has the last horse yeah, exactly. chips over and over. I, I'd rather be I'd rather be a pace horse. I like to get out. Nice. A lot of guys. That's seven, what you did yesterday. You had six players at like the Brooklyn Boston. And I just game. hold them off. If by, I, could just... I love that. That's true. <laughs> by 6 p.m., like everyone's coming home from work, Smitty already has 240 fantasy points. I know where I stand. <laughs> I, I generally try and consider what my night looks like. And if I actually have a wide open night and I'm like, I really am just going to be watching basketball tonight. Like I have nothing to slow me down. Yeah. Then I will try and have guys in the late slate just so it's like I can feel engaged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. What about the amount of games? Is there a ideal for you like to, to have going on? Like, do you like these five game slates? Do you like it when it's 10? Do you like it when it's two? I like, Five or more, six. Give yeah, me more, more options. More Ten options is better. Better, I think. <laughs> I feel like where the like fantasy veteran or whatever uh, expert that you know we've all we've been playing the game long enough comes in is when there is 10 games it's like that's where people can probably like ascribe value there's just more value to be like mind you yes. know on like the lower tier guys and it's just more options to choose from when it's four games it's like Every roster is going to be similarly constructed outside yeah. of like three to four choices. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so it feels exactly. a little less like, eh. Yeah, and you hate to see that percentage up at 50 or 66. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, was, like, yeah, like, everyone's uh, got this guy. Gordon Hayward was 66% yeah. last night. It just wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He would have been more if, if I snuck in too. I'm there. I had him. Uh, I had every, I was like you. I had like five Celtics. Any other players that uh, you've learned about through FanDuel? Like a Kem Birch type why don't Third you give a center. quick? Uh, <laughs> I learned about Kem Birch the hard way. Yeah, K H E M Birch. There was also I learned the hard way about Rodion's Kuruks. <laughs> oh, he, he played great yesterday. Oh. Yeah, I had him the day before. Kuroks. He was the inverse of Royce O'Neal for me. It's the uh, it's Brooklyn's. like an Eastern European rookie from Brooklyn. Yeah, we're struggling like with his off. confidence. Yeah, you can like literally watch it. Like when he's confident, <laughs> kid is like a joy to watch. Like yeah, he looks like Kirilenko. He's just like fun and glidey. And then when he like is playing against like a guy who has like big muscles. <laughs> It's just like he stays in the corner. I'm good here. FanDuel should give you uh, a, like a list of players you always seem to gravitate towards and a list of players you always avoid. That'd be nice. For whatever reason, I never want LaMarcus Aldridge on my team. Right. I know. But he's great. So well, you hate the Spurs. But he's awesome. You What's hate that? the Spurs. Uh, do I hate the Spurs? Well, I don't know if you hate the Spurs, but they have baffled you for the last seven years. <laughs> I was like, I wrote, I was like, low key uh, to you. I was like, the Spurs are like playing like out of their mind. They're like eight games over 500. Like they're like really achieving with this, like a small yeah, roster and you're like that explains the last seven years of the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> well that's me for the last 18 years basically right. like, this team shouldn't be this good but why I, why are they I think it's every. there's no bad players I think that's right. what really helps the Spurs right. where they're like 
every other team you watch, you're like, oh, this guy's in. Now we're gonna, we're gonna go minus ten for the next five minutes. They they don't are, sign Nick Young. They don't sign. Yes, exactly. Right. right. <laughs> there's no you, there's no knuckleheads on that team. Right. They're bringing in like a Latvian six foot ten inch guy who can shoot. Yep. That's their worst player. That's fine. <laughs> their worst player is a great player. <laughs> That's right. So like their starters aren't necessarily as sexy or as good as like another team's starters. But then when they're playing five through ten. They're just cleaning up. Right. It's They're like Patty like Mills, Bertans, right. Bellinelli. Patty Tr- Mills is another one of those, like, he's always there at 3,700, and, like, I am so close to signing <laughs> yeah. him, and I never do, and, like, UTK signs him, and he drops, like, 40, and you're yeah. like, UTK. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. It's like the guy that you switched out last second who goes off. That's a bad feeling. You're yeah, like, yeah. I had my eye on Bogdanovich tonight on uh, Indiana, Bojan. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing great. Just like a, he, he's come out hot out the gate, but I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I was um, like, nah, <laughs> that's the, all of the us. Gu- uh, the guy I learned about was I watched uh, San Antonio. I got, there was Derek White, who yeah. you had the other night. Yeah, that guy's I a fun nowhere. NBA player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guy. he's a good pro. Bryn Forbes. He, him, it him it, it Bryn was Forbes Bryn Forbes, White. wasn't yeah. it? It was Bryn Forbes' job. And then Derek White was like, watch me. Again, I wonder how much of it is just the Spurs coaches making these players better. Well, are they good at drafting or are they good at turning uh, otherwise mediocre basketball players into very functional basketball players? I think what they've done in the last 20, 30 games is that they've realized we don't have an elite point guard, like a, like a true point that's going to get us 12 assists a game. So we're going to put the ball in DeRozan's hands. DeRozan, you've, you run like a Justice Winslow kind of like hybrid <laughs> point guard for us. Yeah. You're a smart ball handler. And now Derek White, our point guard in quotes, <laughs> you play off the ball. You play off the ball. Catch and and shoot. like you just be like a, a slightly junior varsity DeRozan. But like <laughs> they just figured out like we will use the what we have the most efficiently. You see they hit their first 14 threes or something last night? Really? A couple nights ago they were 14 <laughs> of eight. They ended up being 15 of 19, I think, from three. Patty, that they has hit their to be first 14. Pa- pa- Patty Mills can shoot too. Yeah. That he's another, he's shoot. like a TJ McConnell, just running, stealing, like just like gets you those little buckets. How's okay. Amari Spellman doing tonight? Good question. I'm worried about okay, him. Okay, so Spellman is on Atlanta, right? That's right. right. Have they, they played so yet? We, we, can, we can tell who, who has them now because they're just getting started here at 4.30. 33% owned. Huerter, you're the only guy. I'm the only one with Werner. See, there's no... I, great I think, move. I think you can at start outthinking yourself Spelman, if you're like, this guy's a great value, but everyone's going to have him. I don't mm-hmm. think we're there yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Bogdan coming out hot, 10-2-2 two two in the first quarter, in That's the first awesome. eight minutes. That's a cool thing to see. When you like take a flyer and he has 15 after like eight minutes. There's something really satisfying about <laughs> opening up the NBA app and just looking at the box score and just seeing like numbers to the right of one another. Yeah. Just like numbers everywhere. And you're like, my eyes will catch up with this. And the fan- two steal, one block, five point. The FanDuel app, which isn't necessarily amazing it does a good job of like the fading to green and then back and it shows you like uh-huh that's page. a little very satisfying that's up a, to date yeah yep, yep you start yep. feeling kind of like a loser if like if you like look at it so often that it like updates like 1.2 points you're like <laughs> oh yeah i think i look at this every 30 seconds it's probably <laughs> <Right>. not healthy <laughs> but i still want it yeah. i still want let me take watch a 20 the minute break i won't necessarily <laughs> watch the fanduel app go up and down i'll check in like maybe every half hour i'll be more checking in with nba app oh so you're like sort of doing mental math in your head yeah that's much more satisfying for me because then like, you go I back like and it's man. nice big chunks when it fades. Yeah, and like I feels like I'm watching the NBA, even though I'm watching the NBA app box score tab. <laughs> 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 like that, I'm like this is the real game. Smitty, how do you follow the action? Well, if it's a night at if it's a night at home and on an off night, I'll be home. I got the computer and the phone next to the phone, so <laughs> ideally I'll have a game on and I'll have the box yeah, scores right, out. Oh, there's right. an actual game happening. 
Yeah, I I'll, thought it was just box score or something. <laughs> I didn't realize humans are playing basketball. Yeah, exactly. Pong. <laughs> I thought it was an algorithm, a computer program that no, was telling us. No, it's very colorful. <laughs> You should watch. watch it. Yeah, that's right. They have uniforms. They all match. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, so I thought, you know, we've been talking about FanDuel. Why don't we create a buckets uh, contest? Okay. So the one that we're in is just, you know, friends and family. But why don't we create one for the listeners of this podcast? If they want to get into it, or maybe they're already playing FanDuel, um, what they can do is you can click on the link that I'm going to post uh, both on Twitter and on this uh, podcast description. Uh, if it asks you who referred you, yes. you put in Billy's username, which is... Bully, B-U-L-L-Y, <laughs> Scafuri, S-C-A-F-U-R-I, Bully okay. Scafuri. And then once you're logged in, if you put in, I think it's like 15 bucks, that's enough to get you some bonus money. Yeah. Or maybe 10 bucks gives you bonus money. I think if they sign up, they get a quick 15. Oh, really? They, even without even give, putting says, any thank money? thank you for joining. Play one game and we'll give you 15 bucks in like three days. Because we're that sure you'll be hooked. It'll just be sitting in your account. <laughs> Do what you want with it. And then I'll create a buckets league that I need to invite people into. I need to know their name. So if you sign up with the link with Billy's uh, username. Bully Scoot. Fury. You tweet at me, and I'll invite you to this Buckets League. We can see how many people we can get going. And, and a it, fun sub-game for all of us to play is how much money Billy makes from the referral codes. <laughs> that's right. So you can the, tweet at me and say, hey, how much rich money, are you yeah. right now based that, on the referrals? That'll be the most fun game for you. That's the only game I'm interested yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep it cheap for the Buckets League, maybe like a $1 or $2 buy-in. Ours, uh, with just our friends, is a $5 buy-in. What would you guess, uh, what would you set the number at? For like what? for the the buckets league, like because you kind of have to set like a number of players, yeah. and you have to fulfill that. So I'd like, like would, see, we'll we'll have a good idea whether it's like closer to ten or closer to a hundred. Got it, based hours. on people's responses. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then I I think FanDuel's not even. I was in Arizona, and they wouldn't even let me draft, so I don't even know where Do you FanDuel know about that? is allowed. That you can't play FanDuel in, in Arizona, the state of Arizona. Didn't I, know that. Or state what about law? out of the country? I don't know if like. If FanDuel is uh, Euro-friendly or not, or Canadian-friendly or what. I know it's friendly where I am. That's That's all that really matters to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's our fantasy episode. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that's happening in the actual world of basketball that we need to address? I think Uh, it's just hardened mania right now, which we touched upon in the They won yesterday. I mean, that's the thing. They need him to win. Did you watch that game? Uh, I watched, yeah, most of the game. He doesn't I, look like he's sweating. This isn't a hard 57. He's playing the game way different than anyone else. <laughs> it's like me playing against eighth graders. If they lost by 30, you'd be like, this is not going to end well for the Harden experience. But they won again, and that just means his value is going to go up on FanDuel. And it's just like, you're going to see 80-point performances from Harden when he plays. Yeah, not, exactly. Well, you got Clint Capella. That's the other he's news. Also that. Exactly. There's he nothing goes, left. He goes down for the, six, six weeks. weeks. So There's nothing left. <laughs> could could Gerald he possibly Green get better? Like, could he possibly score more? Yes. Like, yes. It seems like 81 is in play. It seems like the, this is a Kobe-ish run where he's like 40 after three quarters, 60 is going to happen soon, and then eventually one day he'll blow up. He had 36 and a half, so like right. 80 is very easy, reasonable. And I was talking to Amir yesterday. It was like, now he can do it guilt-free. Like with Capella right. gone, it's like now there's like not even like anything in his spirit that says like I still need to be moving the ball to my teammates. Like Dan Well House is not the answer. Gerald Green, <laughs> not the well. answer. Austin Rivers, not the answer. Dan. Nene, not the answer. You ever it's have like, Dan Well on your face? Uh, hell yeah, I won that week. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had Dan Well. I've had Dan Well. I had Dan Well at 35. Damn, Dan Well. Great exactly. job. <laughs> Especially because his signature shot, 
is running away from the opponent and shooting a three. Like, that's what he wants to do. <laughs> it's unguardable. They're asking him to take two steps back and launch a three. Right. He did it 17 times in Orlando. It's when I'm watching, when I don't have uh, Harden and I'm watching the Rockets score go up, just like on the NBA app, it's like, oh, the Rockets scored nine points. My brain and gut say Harden scored nine points. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just expecting to check the box score and see nine for him. Because when, he's not, doing, when he's not doing that step back, he's driving to the lane. He will will eat, at worst, get fouled. Yes. And at best, an and one. Him getting fouled is a little annoying to watch. <laughs> Unless you have him, and then you're like, all no, right, that's, that's a exactly right. I mean, <laughs> he puts, he sees your hand in the cookie jar and he just gets the foul he, every single his time. His shooting motion is not reaching the ball towards his ankles and then swinging his hand up. Right. But at the same time, you can't not call right. that a foul. Yeah. He's you the, almost have to have him on your team because otherwise it's so frustrating to watch. But I would love to see if somebody, if somebody is sort of like, is like an editor or something could. You know, a supercut. Do a supercut of all of the shots he took in quotes as <laughs> against the defender to obviously draw a foul. But then, if you could take out the defender, so we can just watch him. What his shooting motion is? We can just watch him with this fake ass shooting motion, like just get the get Wait, to the free throw. He line. did a pump fake and then jumped four feet to the right. Why would he do that? It actually just looks like video game glitches. But if you put a defender in front of him, you could tell yourself this is normal. I also want to know how many times does he shoot a three? Does he end up on his ass within three seconds? Because mm. if anybody's near him. Him, he'll shoot it and then take a seat mm. and like I don't know two times out of ten that's an and one I'll I'm, say this is my most favorite Harden season I've ever seen I don't know why but like I feel like he he's never mattered to me like his game has always been like yeah it's Harden he scores he's 30 but 10, this is 10. the most impressive I've ever seen Harden play and, and few players ever play like it's just bananas that he's able to keep scoring they could yeah. triple team him it won't matter they did triple team him he would split it get fouled and make a shot right yeah. it's like so insane <laughs> because he's not bigger he's not Jonas. he's not just like Shaq where no. you just like turn and like smash you he has to go 90 feet or whatever the length of the court every he's time sneaky athletic and it's at one point insane. there were he had like 48 points at, uh, after three and they're like the Grizzlies put Shelvin Mack on him. And they're right. like, all right, so what do you expect is going to happen here? Like <laughs> right. Shelvin Mack is about to shut down Harden? No. Right. <laughs> Literally send three defenders at him. Right. And, but they they don't, for whatever reason, they don't like and like to guys do like that. Pat Beverly, who just like can get under your skin, like has he done anything to Harden? Like no one can stop him, no. right? There's You don't get under his skin. He if you care. play close to him, he'll drive by you. If you play off of him, he'll, he'll step back. Right. It's, the, it's a very simple algorithm that he's like <laughs> cheated. He's like the guy at Street Fighter that like, you know, there are certain plays that you can't defend right. where like you could throw a guy and it's unblockable. He's right. like, he's basically cheating at basketball. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, what? And he's like, well, change the rules if you don't like me. I'm going to keep on doing it. It is a foul. It is he's a the most supreme, play. right? Of all the fantasy players currently in FanDuel, is he the most, He it's his tier and then everyone else? Fantasy, yeah, probably, right? Right like, now, at yeah, least, right, right. Maybe right. Giannis because he gets blocked in Giannis steals. And, but I was looking and, at his numbers. Davis, he's like I mean. 30 and 14 on like a, a good night. Yeah. And which is a great night. 30, yeah. 14, five assists. And like Harden will like drop 60, 15. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just 10. like, it's just He basically another... gets two games for every game he plays. You know? It's, 60 and 10. It's just, right now, it's like, <laughs> he's ruining the game. You know, he's ruining the fan duel game. But it's fun to watch it's if you have him on your team. Are you ever, like, when is the next time you're going to say, no, you know what? Because yesterday I was debating it and you were like, 15K. no. 15K. Where I'm like, maybe oh, yeah. I should get Mitchell and Willie Cauley-Stein. Because now I have right. fucking Harden and Biombo like, scraping the bottom of the barrel of the centers. And it's like, no. You have to have Harden. I was just yeah. like, your call, but like, it's fucking Harden. Like, <laughs> It'll be interesting. Watch this dude. Oh, we can probably check his value for tomorrow right now, right? Uh, is it out yet? Well, we can probably go <laughs> sign up for tomorrow. <laughs> is he playing tomorrow is the real question. Oh, and good. who is he playing? Good question. He's not then playing it, tonight, so there's... Then again, like, 
uh-oh, he's playing in, against Brooklyn tomorrow. Great. <laughs> this will be the max value. 13-8? I think 13-5? 14K. You think so? I think so. He's, he's going to be shooting, like you said, 50 times a game. No doubt. Unguardable. No doubt. Uh, all right. Uh, once again, link is in the podcast description of this show. Right. Uh, I'll tweet it out as well. Bully Scafuri. My man. If they ask her who sent you here. My man. Uh, and then we'll tweet at us your username so we can invite you to this Buckets League. Hope you enjoyed this fantasy-specific episode of this program. If you want to keep it a little more generalized, we'll be back next week, I assure you. Smitty, Billy, thanks for coming by. Final thanks, thoughts, man. final words, anything you want to promote? Uh, no Joke Podcast and Bully Scafuri. That's right. <laughs> your fan <laughs> duel name. <laughs> and I'll see you guys at the duel. Sorry, let me try that again. And I'll see you guys in the duel. All right, one more time. And I'll see you guys. It's, oh, sorry, one more time. Keep dueling and keep drooling. This Perfect. is Amir, and I'll see you at the duel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll just end the episode. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>